Welcome to Gemini Placements. This is not an astrology podcast. But we do talk a lot about astrology. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We really, really appreciate it. This is our pilot episode. Whoop, 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 whoop. Very first one. Uh, My name is Anya. I'm Sam. And we are finally, finally starting this podcast late in the evening. (laughs) So late. What time is it? 8.30. It is 8.30 p.m. Um, And uh, just to introduce ourselves, we're both hairstylists. This is not a hair podcast either. But we'll probably talk a lot about hair too. Probably. (laughs) Not the things that you would expect, but... um, Yeah, we've been thinking about doing this podcast for a while, and with the winter coming, now is the fucking time. For real. We need a hobby, so you guys are supporting us having a hobby, aside from like eating and drinking and being fucking depressed, so thank you for that. Or maybe we're subjecting them to our hobby. Maybe. (laughs) Either way. But um, yeah, we're both hairstylists, and I just finished coloring Sam's hair. It took a little bit longer than anticipated. But it looks bomb it looks pretty sick if i do say so myself um so thank you so much for joining us um in this pilot episode we just kind of want to introduce ourselves for you guys to get to know us and what we're all about and for us to fucking figure out what we're all about totally (laughs) so many people have been like what's it gonna be about and i'm like uh let's look just probably a lot of shit talking mainly um mental health (laughs) question (laughs) a lot of shit talking um so how are you feeling sam Good, good. Excited. Excited. A little little nervous, Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. I mean, like, we don't know what we're doing. We really are just kind of winging it. So uh, there's a part of me that's like, this could crash and burn, but I've got, I've got, you know, a positive outlook on it. So (laughs) we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Well, Sam was telling me as I was doing her hair that her main goal in life. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so my inner child is like freaking out right now. I'm like having the best time because when I was growing up, Every time somebody asked me what I wanted to be, my answer was always rich and famous. Like there was, <laughs> there was never like a plan for becoming rich and famous. It was just the end goal of being rich and famous. So this idea of like sitting in front of a microphone right now and like deep down, I really just aspired to be Britney Spears mm, my, my whole childhood. Free, I'm like, hashtag free Britney. Yes. Hashtag free Britney for real. Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of just like super excited about the idea of like talking and people might actually want to listen. Attention. Big Gemini energy over for here. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, actually when I was a little kid, I was telling Sam this when I was really little, I grew up in Ukraine. I moved to Canada when I was 10 years old and when I was in like daycare or kindergarten um, when I was really little we would have story time and the stories fucking sucked they were dry (laughs) so I would like heckle the stories I'd be like no what about this so one day the teacher snapped and was like why don't you go up and tell a story and I did and people fucking loved Fantastic storyteller. I don't I try. Like, I try. Uh, but yeah, people really, all the kids would like, I'm just doing story time. So, um, what grade was this? I, this was a kindergarten. So I was like <laughs> five or six. But um, we moved to Canada when I was 10 years old. And um, when I was 19, I went back to visit my family and I actually found my old kindergarten. And I went there to take some pictures, and this woman comes out, and she's like, why are you outside taking pictures of a kindergarten? <laughs> fucking weirdo. <laughs> this is like East Europe. People are not friendly. Um, and I was like, oh, I went here when I was little. And she's like, what's your name? So I told her my name and last name. And she's like, I remember you. You were the kid that would do story time. <laughs> Like you get, you took half my job from me. How can I forget? <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was good. So yeah, I'm excited to like talk my face off. We talk a lot. We do. We do talk a lot. Behind the chair. And we listen to a lot of people too. I think we have a big scope on, um, you know, different personalities and yeah. people from all walks of life sit totally. in a chair. So that is super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... I think we need to kind of tackle the astrology bit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's we should get into this. that. Um, so Sam, do you want to explain what a big three is? For sure. So your big three uh, is your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign. And uh, a common misconception with astrology is that the only 
uh, sign you need to pay attention to is your sun sign. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people don't necessarily uh, relate to a lot of astrological things Mm -hmm. is because they may not actually be like they may not just identify too much with their sun sign which is um where you know based off of the day and month you were born that's typically what determines or that is what determines it but your sun sign is uh kind of like your identity your personality that Mm -hmm. sort of thing um and then your rising sign is how people perceive you uh Mm -hmm. kind of like what you put into the world and then your moon sign is more of like your inner self your shadow self um like the inner workings of you, maybe your subconscious, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we're we going to talk a lot about big three in this. And um, that's because, like Sam was saying, you can't really gauge. Most people just know their sun sign. They know their Leo, Aquarius, whatever. And sometimes you feel like you don't identify with that. Yeah. Um, so your big three gives you kind of a broader picture of who you are astrologically. Um, so yeah, like for example, my big three is, uh, my son is in Aquarius, so I'm actually not a Gemini, everybody, (laughs) not an imposter. Um, I am an Aquarius sun, Gemini rising. So that is my ascending sign. So that sign was ascending from the East, the moment I was born and my moon is in cancer. What's your big three, Sam? So my big three, uh, my son is Gemini. Mm-hmm. Um, so heavy, heavy Gemini placement there. Yeah. Uh, my rising sign is Aries, which for people who kind of understand astrology a little bit when I tell them that they're like, oh yeah, that, that mm-hmm. makes a whole lot of sense. Very aggressive, <laughs> direct <laughs> yeah. and extra. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I also have the Cancer Moon. Yeah. And I think that's why we get along so well. I think our placements kind of align. Complement each other. Mm -hmm, Very much. Um, But yeah, we're not only going to be talking about astrology in this, but I think, you know, for me, I've met so many people in my life who are like, it's fucking bullshit. I don't believe in it. It's stupid. It's a waste of time. And um, I see, I don't know about you, Sam, but I see astrology as something that just helps me navigate my personality, my inner workings, and it helps me understand other people very well now that I can kind of, you know, totally, totally. I find I, I like to, I, I use astrology in conjunction with other things in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps it, like you said, it helps me navigate my personality. It also just helps me navigate life a little bit. I find that astrology is like I like astrology the same way I like crystals, the same way I like a lot of the like quote unquote witchy kind of things, um, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, um, because they're nice guidance things. I, I I look at it the same way a lot of people look at religion. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm like you know crystals are my Jesus like that kind of the crystals but, are my Jesus. But go on, <laughs> but uh, I, you know like religion is a really nice way to have a guide in your life and to make you feel like you're not alone to make you feel like there's a a purpose and that sort of thing uh so i find that i really i turn to astrology when i'm feeling a little lost Mm -hmm. um if uh, a lot of people do yeah Yeah. like it it really helps me be like you know oh i'm not like i'm feeling kind of weird and then i like you know i'll check one of my one of my astrology apps yeah and uh and usually it's like well, you know, this planet is in conjunction with this planet and this, that, and whatever. And like, people can say what they want, but for me, it's just a nice way to be like, okay, like the feelings I'm feeling right now are normal. Yeah. That's, it's how I normalize things, I think. And I think we really saw a big resurgence in people being interested in astrology and different kinds of like divination, new age spirituality during this lockdown because everybody was so lost. They're like, what the fuck is going on? What's happening? What do I do? Mm -hmm. And suddenly there's some answers. There's some clarity. And exactly like you don't feel so alone and you don't feel so miss, I don't know, like misaligned. You're yeah. kind of like, okay, some shit's going down and I'm going to get through it. And this happens in cycles. And yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah it's the ebb and flow of it all. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. So that's kind of our take on it. I think um, we named our podcast this to kind of weed out a lot of people. Cause I totally. think, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
a lot of people are like, oh, what? That's the name? I'm not even going to bother tuning in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of people are like, I don't care about astrology. I'm not going to listen to this. And a lot of people into astrology are like, I am not into Gemini. <laughs> Gemini is like, it's so much hate. I think, I swear, the only other sign that I know that gets as much hate as Gemini's or Scorpio's. Scorpio's, but like for a good reason. <laughs> Sorry to any Scorpio's listening. We're scared of y'all. You guys are cool, but you're scary. I got. I do know two Scorpios who I'm like, I'm I'm down for. You're down. Oh, I'm down, but I'm just afraid. <laughs> I'm down for most things. I'm very afraid. Yeah. But I think like a lot of common misconceptions, uh, misconceptions. It's like reaching that time of day where you inhale so many like chemicals. Bleach fumes? And, yeah, and I've had this mask on um, since like 8.30 this morning, so yeah. yeah, the brain is not fully there. Please bear with us. It's a pilot. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be chaotic. Ourselves. It's a pandemic. <laughs> Oh my god, the amount of times I've said that as like just <laughs> my way of accepting anything, like practicing radical acceptance, my I'm just like, we're in a pandemic. Okay? We're, we're, a pandemic. In a, we're in a pandemic. And like anything, people invite me out and they're like, it's socially distant. I'm like, I don't think that's wise. It's like a global pandemic. I don't feel <laughs> Um, but actually speaking of lockdown and everything, how was lockdown for you? We were both off work for nearly four months, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Four months. I, I gotta say like going into it, I was worried for myself. I live alone. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't fully live alone. I've got two cats, um, who keep me very entertained (laughs) to say the least. And Uh, they're like cats like full-on cats you yeah know, some cats are just kind of there like these cats are fucking yeah these are cats that also sometimes dog yeah they <laughs> also dog yeah. occasionally oh man um so yeah so i was i was worried going into it because i was like okay i'm not allowed to see anybody i'm not allowed to like go outside really and mm-hmm. and i didn't i don't even have private outdoor space so no and your parents are out of like live out of town as well yeah and i mean i probably wouldn't go there <laughs> that's fair love you guys <laughs> your parents uh, will never listen to that well it's so not um so but honestly it ended up going pretty well i like i, I basically just had a new hobby every couple of weeks like mm-hmm. it was like first it was working out and then i got over that and then it was um video games okay so everybody was playing animal crossing they really were and i was like i need to get in on this this game sounds amazing so i priced out a switch lord Mm-hmm. Have you seen how much those things cost? I was like, mm. I have one. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so worth it if you play games, but I knew like the moment the yeah. lockdown was over, I wasn't going to play it. So I'm like messaging one of my girlfriends. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I feel so left out. She's like, have you heard of Stardew Valley? Stardew Valley. <laughs> it's like the 8-bit version of Animal Crossing that oh, I, I just like downloaded on Steam. Yeah, it was fun. I basically just spent many hours farming on a on a make-believe plot of land sounds uh, amazing went on like a sushi making binge yeah that looked so good so sam was actually supposed to go on a lifetime trip for oh. her 30th birthday to japan yeah. and that didn't happen no no so. it was well what was it it was the day i would have the day i was supposed to leave for japan they actually closed their borders so mm-hmm. it was like even if i had left during like after trudeau called the lockdown i, I st- like i would have landed and they would have been like get back on that plane get home. yeah no so that three week oof yeah three weeks it was uh, there was a lot there was a lot planned <laughs> It was, you know what, it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. It's going to happen. It'll still be there, hopefully. Everyone chill out. Your hair looks so good. I know. I can't stop looking at it. We keep getting distracted by Sam's hair. Sorry. Um, Yeah, so unfortunately, Japan didn't happen for you, so you made hella sushi. Yeah, exactly. Just tried to, like, yeah. While I'm, like, looking at the... So Japan also uh, decided they were going to do what they called a virtual hanami. Hanami is their, is the word they use for their cherry blossom viewing parties. Mm -hmm. And I was going to be going around the time of the cherry blossoms. So I basically just spent April making sushi and looking at pictures of cherry blossom trees. Oh my God. Pretending I was there. It's crazy. It's like listening to depressing music when you're depressed. Sometimes (laughs) all you got yeah yeah exactly just wallow in it let oh it pass gosh. 
Yeah, so it, it just went on by. Did you, uh, how was, how was your lockdown? Did you end up missing out on anything or like, did you have no. to cancel any plans or anything? Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So I mean, annoying. lockdown was weird for me. It was very good and like kind of very bad at the same, like simultaneously. I hear you. Yeah. Being Gemini. Feel, yeah. yeah. And that the duality. duality. The duality of it all. Um, I am, I live, I'm married, so I live with my husband and my cat, which is the size of like two or three cats. He's very large. Easily three cats. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, so I wasn't alone, so I wasn't worried about that. My husband already um, was working from home three days a week, so I was very used to him being at home. Um, But obviously he went to working from home full time and I went from hustling and being in the salon all the time and being like super, super busy to literally having fuck all to do and um i actually had to like lock the salon down and call every client and remove all the appointments and seeing my schedule go from like completely solid booked for like two weeks of like non-stop appointments to completely empty just was like so jarring so terrifying um i grew up very like poor immigrant so it was like very triggering to think about not having money not being financially independent i just like had all these feels as soon as like i found out that we were gonna have cerb um thanks trudeau yeah seriously that that saved a lot of people's asses right as soon as i found out that like you know money was coming in and we were gonna make rent and whatever i felt obviously felt a lot better um but definitely had to like face a lot of things um like my work addiction (laughs) you are an extremely hard worker like you really give your give your all to your work and it and it shows it pays off but i really love my job i love what i do you can also use a break here and there (laughs) i'm a beast um but yeah you know i had to face the fact that i do have a bit of work addiction i think um you and a lot of other hairstylists can agree you can get really hooked on the gratification of doing hair like sometimes you don't have a lot going for you don't have a lot going on in your life but like a few times a day you can make people be like oh my god you're amazing my hair looks freaking amazing it looks so good and you're just like yeah 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 dopamine yeah 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 it's so true you know so i was like heavily relying on that and i didn't have that anymore so i had to really like learn to lean into my other hobbies and like discover other hobbies in myself um and so that was kind of fun i mean there are some like very dark points during my quarantine experience and some really awesome point like points as well i think the hardest thing was um about a week into lockdown my grandfather passed away uh very suddenly and well i mean very suddenly from a heart attack but he was very ill for a long time so we're kind of expecting it and um, obviously it was hard, like, I'm not gonna go too dark and depressing, I'm like, well, it's gonna be a really fun episode, everybody, stay tuned, in my placement, my grandpa died, <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't be laughing, <laughs> oh, sorry, grandpa, um, anyway, it was, it was Sam, <laughs> this part out I just leave it leave it you know what if no I know my grandpa well and he would have found that very funny (laughs) um but yeah it was you know it was his time to go and he it wasn't COVID related and um but the hardest thing was not being able to see my mom or my grandma that I'm very close with or like have a proper like burial or anything like that for him um so that was really challenging um for me but aside from that honestly i think i can like stay at home indefinitely yeah honestly like mm-hmm. i was shocked to learn how much i enjoy my own company yeah yeah me too me too and um it's funny because people always think i am sure people assume this about you as well that you're like a hardcore extrovert totally yeah because we have this kind of personality that's like bubbly and like excited but, I'm like always just down to see people. Well, not always down to see people, but like I mean, I'm not down to see. Yeah, you're not. Down to see people. Like, I'm like you're never. Down yeah, you to just see looked people. at me. You're like I just ended that sentence. <laughs> I'm like, 
like, I mean, I, I am always down to see people, but I also learned that, like, that's a, a boundary crossing of my own that I'm constantly mm-hmm. doing, too. Mm-hmm. And, and sorry, I cut you off. No, please talk about your boundaries. <laughs> Okay. Episode one party, then grandpa and boundaries. <laughs> That's what we're all about here. That's what we're all about. See, told you we were gonna only talk about astrology, guys. It's all about astrology. Um yeah, so I don't know, what were we fucking talking about? Uh oh that people assume we're extroverted people. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think um yeah, I think it's a common misconception because I think to be an extrovert, you have to, like, derive energy from spending time with yeah, people. Yeah, like, the other people energize you. Mm-hmm. Where they don't do that. They definitely don't <laughs> People do, do not energize me. I know. Like, don't you find people, when they find out you're a hairstylist, are like, oh, my God, you're on your feet all day. You must get so tired. And it's like, bitch, my feet are fine. I am emotionally drained. Ravaged yeah. by human beings and the human Ooh. condition. Yeah. Like coming back from lockdown was really interesting as a hairstylist because um, you're, you know, you're managing, like not only are you managing your own um, fears or, or any kinds of issues that you have around COVID and the lockdown and the way the government's handling it and all that jazz, mm-hmm. you're also juggling everybody else's. You're juggling your colleagues, you're yeah. juggling your clients. everybody has an opinion everybody has different boundaries and one thing i've been reminding other people of as well uh, except to do it to myself every day is that people's individual boundaries also change every day yeah like what somebody's comfortable doing with today they might not be comfortable doing tomorrow and you have to respect that because Mm -hmm. like we keep saying like i feel like i'm a broken record but we're living in unprecedented times they are indeed unprecedented these times (laughs) (laughs) these times they are they are very unprecedented (laughs) um yeah it's very true i also find it really alarming and scary to like come back to work not even because i was afraid of getting COVID or anything like that i mean the amount of cleaning supplies we have oh, here <laughs> and definitely working on one person at a time i feel very safe and comfortable in a salon environment there's been no cases linked to salon so that is very knock on wood knock on wood yes wood that's covered in glass so we can sanitize it it's <laughs> a little details during covid um but yeah i found it hard i found my first day i came home and i was like texting my girlfriends in the group chat and i was like can you guys think of one other career that you see me doing because i can't do this anymore <laughs> and, all, and all of them like jumped on house party and had this like intervention like oh, group that's so nice. where i was Good. just like crying like bawling my eyes out and all my girlfriends were like we love you it's okay you're amazing and then like my best friend's boyfriend was just there <laughs> he's just like in shock yeah, kind of like, scared because he'd never seen me like have a full meltdown you know he's just seen me very like composed for me um, and i'm like i don't know like snot falling off my face and i came back the next day and it was totally fine um but it yeah it took a while it took a while to yeah. get into that groove and i think people were the hardest part yeah yeah i i like mm. one thing that was really strange to me was uh just the juxtaposition of clients yeah, um, and, and what they wanted to talk about and, and what they were saying. Yeah. Uh, I had a few uh, COVID hoax, like COVID denier type people in my chair. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, these are my clients. I'm not going to be rude to them. I'm not going to yeah. like talk shit or whatever. Um, so I just like let them say what they want to say so that they have a sounding board. That's, you know, that's kind of what we are here for in some ways as well. Mm-hmm. But then you know, the next client after them is a client who was an ICU nurse during the entire thing. And she's telling me about her experiences with people that are hooked up to ventilators and things like that. And I'm just like, this is so bizarro for me. Yeah. To like process these like radically different but like situations that was that was really mm-hmm. that was something that's for sure it's a ride and it still gets me right because you'll have one person sit in your chair like you said and they're gonna be like i think this is all bullshit we need to reopen the economy like let's get the show on the road and then you'll have someone who is like 
one of my clients was like both my neighbors died from covid jesus my next door neighbors and they're dead oh my god you know what i mean so it's like how do i go to the person after and be like yeah let's reopen (laughs) you know and i think that's the thing with like everybody really really does have their own opinion and their own experience and truth is just floating somewhere in the middle somewhere out there and we're all trying to like grip and grasp at it and and that's like such a huge thing right now as well like you know we all we're all seeing the the shit that's happening south of us and trying to find the truth in amongst all that chaos Mm -hmm. is also really difficult Mm -hmm. and like don't you find people are coming back now and everyone's talking about second lockdown yeah yeah oh yeah and you know i was just talking to um my tattoo artist about this because she's i i just saw her on friday and she owns she owns her own shop her and her boyfriend do um and she was like you know casually people are like oh what do you think are you phase two or phase three like are you gonna be locked down or not and she's like it is so fucked up to like hear people so casually talk about your business and your livelihood possibly shutting down like yeah that must be wow right (laughs) you know and that's kind of how i feel people are like so what am i gonna do what am i gonna do like what am i gonna do with my roots if we get locked down and i'm like what am i gonna do with my sanity (laughs) my bills like yeah or my bills and that's one thing that like a lot of people i think who were working from home this entire time um we're just not thinking of like because they're gonna be okay right so Mm -hmm. and then you know we're looking at it like okay serb is over so if we do go into a second lockdown what happens can we go on ei will we be yeah we we will be able to but then they're talking about like a a replacement to serb and you know for the people who can't qualify for those things what do they do yeah it's really scary yeah it it really yeah it really is and you know you i think like for me i try to look at things i i always try to like zoom out and see things from a much broader perspective yeah and i think doing this really helps because you get to hear all sides of the story like you know obviously i have my own opinions and i have my own conclusions but like i can totally see how someone would think that covid is a total hoax like i i I could i doesn't mean i agree with them but i could see how someone could come to that conclusion do you know what i mean like i can fully zoom out of that situation and just be like yeah i could see how someone could you know someone could draw those assumptions about what's going on from what they're consuming and from what they're thinking i mean i guess yeah i guess if trump can get elected i can really just (laughs) i can see how anything could possibly be something that somebody might think is a real thing yeah (laughs) exactly you know like i i i can see it but it doesn't mean i have to agree Agree with it yeah um but it's just one of those things where everyone has yeah everyone has their thing everyone has you know they're just kind of treating this situation i'm totally thinking of that concerned children's appetizers commercial right now where it's like everybody has their thing my thing sound effects here's a t-rex like you know that fucking oh wait you were probably in the ukraine when that commercial was i was in the motherland i do not understand everybody's got a thing Oh, that sounds what? dirty. Yeah. Everyone does I feel like I'm thing. I feel like I'm even saying it wrong. Mine's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Said foot picks. I did not realize how common being into feet is. Until is it common? It yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I um I had a a, a roommate. Um mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite stories. And this roommate. is how I really realized how into feet or just like how varied kinks can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I apologize to my former roommate if they are not impressed with me sharing the story, but I feel like they know exactly what's coming and are probably already clapping and laughing. So I was at work one day and I got home from work and I was living with two people at the time. And this was like my early 20s kind of thing. Um, and I come home from work and one of my roommates is on the ground in our living room with their phone out and they're videotaping my other roommate who is in, I believe they were in like ballet flats. Okay. And they were vacuuming Skittles. 
Okay. And I was like, what's happening right now? And <laughs> the person filming was like, don't ask me. I'm just here. I'm just, I'm just the reporter. And my other friend was like, yeah, so there's this guy. Oh my God. Who really likes my feet. Okay. And he really likes it when I vacuum loud things. And I was like, what the fuck? What? A what? Man. Are you okay? I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's your thing. Like, Do we I'm not have any male listeners. Could you <laughs> yeah. send us a letter and tell us, are you okay? DM us on Insta or tweet us uh, and let okay? us know. <laughs> What's going on? Because y'all don't seem okay. I mean, I but like I'm also like I want to know where the like vacuuming loud things mm-hmm. came from. And I said, I'm like, do you know where that comes from? Yes. And they were like, no, I have I have no idea, and they're not comfortable getting into it with me. Okay. I'm like, all right, fair, that's fair. But like, it like really opened my eyes to just how random people's kinks can yeah. be too. And like, so he liked her feet, but he wanted her in ballet flats. Yeah, like what like liked her in like really dingy shoes like 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 anything that like was like really any shoes that were really worn out oh my god like you'd think with foot fetishes people typically want like pedicured feet in Mm -hmm. like stilettos or something right no this guy wanted like flat as fuck shoes that like looked like they were falling apart did he like like dirty feet too did he want i don't know if he liked like the actual feet being dirty i should Mm -hmm. ask or like an old sock Yes, he did. He did like dirty socks. Oh my god, he where did. is this man? I don't know. Second lockdown's coming. DM yeah. hi if you're that man. Yeah. DM us. Yeah. I've and got the dirtiest fucking socks. Yeah, exactly. Do my laundry shoes. for me. You can keep half my socks, <laughs> <laughs> but also pay me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I guess a lot of people are into feet. I don't know, honestly, guys. I've been married for six years. <laughs> like dated. I've given up on kinks. I've given up on kinks. I have uh, only dated three people in my whole life, and the third one I married. Oh, damn. Yeah, I just like, I don't, know, I don't really don't like a lot of people. <laughs> you're like, ah, you're, you'll do. I'll just hold on to you. Forever. Yeah, I'm like, you're good. You're good. You're good. Whereas Sam has some great dating stories. Oh, that we're, we're getting into the dating stories right off the bat. We're straight, right into the pilot. Straight <laughs> up in the pilot. Sam has some good dating stories that we'll share throughout the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't give all the juicy stuff away in the first No. Time. We'll just start, you know, we'll just give you just the tip with the dirty feet. That didn't even happen to you. And uh, you lived you lived with a lot of roommates. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god, you had so In my many... 20s I had I had so many roommates. It was insane. I think like I believe it was over the course of 9 years I had like I and like a couple of them were repeats where they moved out and then they came back later. Wow. But it like, including the repeats, it was 13 people over nine years. Oh my God. So it was like every year there was somebody leaving and coming in. And wow. I didn't, I, you, know, you know what's also interesting about that? I didn't realize how much that was impacting my cats. Mm-hmm. And like now looking back on it after having lived by myself for just over a year, I'm like, oh, holy crap. Like they need that consistency and that stability. Yeah. And like, obviously I'm not going to force somebody to stay. Mm-hmm. I, and what am I going to say? Um, my cats would really like it. If you stay yes. put, please. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, I'm I, almost I love that. that. <laughs> that's how, yeah. That's how I've stayed married for six years. <laughs> Shitty would be really upset if you left. <laughs> yes. My cat's name is Shitty. Oh yeah. And his full name is shit dicks. And you're all just going to have to be okay with that. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> or stop listening now. <laughs> My cat's names are Maggie and Milo, by the way, which I'm sure a lot of people are already aware of. They're so cute. Um, There's something. Yeah. Did you find it hard to have that many roommates as an introvert, as like a Cancer Moon sensitive bitch type? Sorry, um, sorry to just straight yeah, up call no, you that. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, like, I am a, a sensitive bitch. Uh, I, I'm trying, I'm learning to wear that with pride. My therapist mm-hmm. told me I need to own it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Looking back, I realized how hard that was for me. At the time, I was not aware of how difficult that com- mm-hmm. the coming and going was. I, my 20s were extremely chaotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, big same. Yeah, like lots of ups and downs and like hot, big ups, big downs. Mm-hmm. Um, we should do a whole episode on our 20s. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where we could like try, we should like get really caffeinated um and try to one one up each other (laughs) let us know if you guys would like to hear that Um, 
Um, Wait, but like, so when you say really caffeinated, like how caffeinated is that? Like more caffeinated than my usual caffeinated? So like... You do what you need to do. I just need to have an Earl Grey tea or something. I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. Earl Grey tea. That's all I drink too. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> I once had a friend try to set me up with one of his buddies and his way of doing it was, his name's Kyle and he also likes Monster Energy drinks. Oh my God. <laughs> And I was like, honestly, I'm considering it now. (laughs) You're really selling it for me. And how does he feel about drywall? Uh, You know what? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he started getting into drywall. Mm, It's easy to. (laughs) It's good money, apparently. (laughs) Decent money, at least. If I heard. Um, Yeah, so I I lived with roommates only once in my life. Twice in my life. Yours were were your roommate stories were chaotic too very chaotic i had multiple roommates when i lived in england and i went from having my own really nice bachelor apartment that was like really cozy and like custom painted and uh then i had to move into a shithole with like five other people and i thought about poisoning them every day (laughs) (laughs) like i thought about killing my roommates every day for nearly a year like that's all i would think about oh my god and like the like sometimes i would just like have to throughout the day remind myself that one day they'll die and it made me <laughs> <laughs> what was so wrong with them they were there yeah they fair. were there <laughs> and i'm just not a fan of that yeah no that's fair um yeah like i think being in a lockdown situation with multiple roommates um would be horrible yeah, for me. I definitely, I think it was probably really difficult for a lot of people. Um, and it, I think it was like just living with multiple people, whether it was your family or your partner or just roommates, it was really difficult. But I heard tons of stories about one roommate taking COVID way more seriously than the other. Yes. And the two of them not respecting each other's boundaries, um, especially the one who wasn't taking it as seriously. And so then the person who is really, you know, I don't want to say paranoid, but like really overwhelmed Gosh, by this entire yeah. situation um, is is now living in a situation where they're like, I feel like I can't even leave my bedroom That's because sucks. my whole life is in jeopardy now because my roommate is not taking things seriously. I bet a lot of people were in that situation. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm very personally very grateful because at least for me like I was with the person that I love I was with my cat like I you know like I we weren't hungry we weren't worried about paying bills like I think we were in a much better situation than like a lot of people yeah same I feel like I was in a a much better situation than most people Mm -hmm. and I think you know everyone's being kind of like speculating about a possible second lockdown I don't know if it's gonna happen or not but yeah we can't tell the future but wow we can we can we can feign a guess yeah but i think like uh, knowing what it's gonna be like i'm less afraid yeah you know that's um, yeah like I, I think a lot of people are like i could never sit live through it again whereas i'm like mm, i could stay home for a little bit i don't know if like i'm not so much like i could never live through it again i am feeling anxious about the second go round. i think it's mainly because we're only just starting winter and i'm not a winter person as it is actually i bought snow pants so maybe this year i will be a winter bitch i want snow pants 50 bucks kirkland costco 50 dollars good old kirkland right you can't go wrong with kirkland brand it's the best brand right i'm very passionate about kirkland my dad loves kirkland actually your your mom and my dad both love kirkland and i remember there was one time that they were both in the salon at the same time for an appointment yeah the two of them were just like getting into it was the funniest fucking thing watching these two people who know nothing about each other be like you like Kirkland I like Kirkland great brand super great brand legit brand best brand I talked to my therapist about Kirkland for like 25 minutes so I paid (laughs) like almost $50 to talk about Kirkland and it was worth it (laughs) (laughs) I actually I had the, the funniest appointment with my I've had actually I've had multiple funny appointments with my therapist but there was one where like during the lockdown where she was like what are you doing for self-care and uh, I was like you know I'm reading some a book and I'm like watching stuff and whatever and she's like oh what are you reading and I was like Oryx and Crake by Margaret Atwood <laughs> and she just like freezes and I couldn't tell if like the computer had frozen or if she had frozen and I was like hello and she was like 
well, I guess it's helpful to read about a situation that's worse than what we're going through. I'm like, yeah, I knew. I mean, like, I knew it was a dystopian novel. I just, like, didn't realize, like, how much it would relate to what we were going through. And so then she's like, okay, well, what else are you doing? What are you watching? And I was like, I'm watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. My therapist is like, she's got to be in her 70s. She got so excited. She was like, you're watching Avatar The Last Airbender? I love that show. She's like, I watched it for the second time last year. I was like, what? I love you. And then she just, like, the next couple appointments would use Avatar as a way to like talk about things I need to work on in my life and like ways that I can approach things. Like she kept using Aang as like this reference to like how I can like manage things during the lockdown. It was, yeah, it was great. It was super cute. I was in love with it. That's awesome. My therapist is also, I'm not sure how old she is, but I think late, late sixties. Sorry, Valerie, I don't know what you are. (laughs) Also, I should, Case, like maybe make a correction. I actually have no idea how old my therapist is either, and I don't know if she'll ever eventually listen to this. But oh my god, actually, I was telling my therapist that we're gonna make a podcast, and she's like, I can't wait. And then I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> she's like, send it to me when you're done. I'm like, no. <laughs> but also yes, because we need the exposure. We need engagement. Yes, I'll just send a review. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we talked we talked about RuPaul's Drag Race a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> kind of got me through, and that actually got me through a lot of quarantine as well because there was like 500 seasons. Is it really? I haven't watched a single episode. It's worth a watch. I know for it's, sure. It's very. Um, I know there's some controversy around oh, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race about Ru not always being tr- trans inclusive or actually being really? quite transphobic, unfortunately. So. It's one of those things I think to take with a grain of salt and yeah. to observe and you know hopefully do better going forward. But there is some bullshit yeah. with with RuPaul and with some of the contestants coming forward and talking about their experience on the show and oh, things like shit. that. So it's not all roses, unfortunately. Like I was very ignorant for a long time and like voluntarily ignorant you know as like a you know cis white you know hetero woman just being like oh it's pure entertainment just makes me so happy is my self-care but you know some of the things on that show have hurt other people and you know not considered other people so it's one of those things where now I'm like, mm. but Canada's Drag Race is awesome, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the it. first season came out. It was very, very good, and it's hosted not by um, RuPaul, but by Brooklyn Heights, who's from Toronto, who's one of the contestants. Oh, very nice. But unfortunately, I just heard that there was, like, a Canada's Drag Race, um, like, drive-through yeah. performance, and Brooklyn Heights, who's the host, and then Priyanka, who was the winner, um, spoiler, sorry. Um, both, they <laughs> both couldn't come because they both tested positive for COVID. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, so, God. like, ooh. Yep. Whoops. That, that was um, a, uh, a bit of a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I just, all the words left my brain there. I was like, there's like, whatever, anyways. It's okay. It's all good. It is that time. It's a pilot, girl. It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic. My brain's fried. My brain is fried. I think COVID brain is like a very real thing. Totally, totally. And I think a lot of people are like, how are you in the mask all day? And I'm like, stupid. I'm fucking stupid in the mask (laughs) all day. After a while, my brain is at like 60% capacity. Yeah. Wearing it. But I think this is like going to be the first fall winter season where I don't get a cold. Knock on wood again. Knock on wood for sure. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the first fall season where I'm actually going to get a flu shot. I haven't gotten no. a flu shot since I was a kid. Yeah, I don't think I have ever gotten a flu shot. And I, I, just, I might actually do it this year. I might. Yeah, I think I think we're supposed to. Yeah, I feel like men- I was just going to say mental health officials. <laughs> Medical health officials have been saying, please do this for us this year, please. <laughs> mental health <laughs> officials are like, just do whatever they say. <laughs> Mental health <laughs> officials are like, please just do whatever you need to, to like be okay <laughs> yeah honestly i mean within reason of course but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i gotta i gotta figure out yeah i gotta figure out some kind of winter sport what are winter sports um i would like to snowshoe in Be- toronto yes where wherever the fuck i want <laughs> 
Okay, sounds good. That that. I feel like Toronto doesn't typically get enough snow for that. Don't don't you need like a decent layer of snow so that you don't actually just go straight through it? I don't know. I'm fucking, I've never snowshoed before. <laughs> Look at me. I don't know. Um, I don't really know what a winter sport is because I feel like winter sports are for rich Canadians and not for immigrants. <laughs> I, I yeah I don't know what a winter sport is because the moment winter is involved I stop listening I'm like no excuse me I'm going into hibernation mode thanks right because the idea of skiing to me is so terrifying like you, oh god yeah like you tie two fucking things to your feet and force yourself downhill with these two sticks and you have to make sure you don't cross the skis over top of you and then just somersault down the rest of the hill no thank you I am not coordinated enough yeah, for that yeah I've tried snowboarding a couple times, oh um, but I'm pathetic. Uh, mm. I'm terrified of, of falling and breaking something. Uh, so I end up crouching as low to the ground as possible to the point where I'm basically dragging my butt on the ground <laughs> as I'm going down the hill. And like, sometimes I like ha- hold out one of my hands behind me <laughs> to like conti- to also slow myself down even more. The moment I start picking up any kind of speed, like 5K an hour or more, I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And I like sit down. <laughs> And I'm more of a hazard that way. It's like when you drive slow on the highway. Yes. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I went actually, this is one of my only dating stories because I don't date. <laughs> I just like move in with people and like marry them and stuff. But um, my ex, when we first met, we met online actually. And then when he actually came over here to Canada from England um, to meet me, we like, we had this like romantic first meeting or whatever and we were and um we went ice skating we like went for a really long walk and we went ice skating in nathan phillips square and it was his idea and i didn't like want to admit to him that i've never gone skating before and i think he just assumed me being like east european and the canadian that i'd be like all over figure skating and shit (laughs) i never never skated before in my life never i never done anything (laughs) i'm like flashing back to the time you broke your ankle and like thinking about i'm like how how could somebody envision you as being like a figure skater (laughs) i love you i love you but you and i both are not the most graceful of people and figure skating is graceful i catfished him (laughs) <laughs> I pushed him into thinking that I'm a figure skater. Oh, shit. Um, that is my greatest talent. Uh, no, we went ice skating at Nathan Phillips Square. And at first it was, like, cute because I was, like, you know, falling over a bit. And he'd, like, hold my hand. And oh. we were, like, just friends. Just, like, really good friends. We oh, yeah, even, yeah. Like, we weren't even at that point where we, like, told each other we liked each other. So, you know, he has to hold my hand. And I have to, like, have my arm around him. And it's cute at first. But then I keep, like, falling. <laughs> And then, like, really fucking falling. And then at one point, like, I tried to just go. And I slipped and, like, flew up into the air. And then, like, flat landed on my back on the ice. And you could just hear my, like, skull, like, crack against the ice. Oh, Jesus. And then they went on the intercom at (gasps) the, like... You know where you yeah, can buy the hot chocolate and shit. Yeah, yeah. Where you buy the skates at Nathan Phillips Square here in downtown Canada. <laughs> downtown Canada, what was? <laughs> That's where we live, guys. Downtown Canada. And yeah, so they went on the intercom at Nathan Phillips Square, and they were like, uh, "Ma'am, you need to get off the ice." <laughs> no, they Please did not leave the ice. And I got like booed off the ice. Jesus! Because everyone's like, "Well, I know they're not talking about me. It's that bitch." And everyone just kind of looked at me, and I had to like waddle off the oh ice. Oh my god! That's that's bullying it is bullying what's that person's name i'm gonna find them honestly and yeah and i had to get off the fucking ice and return my skates <laughs> like another kind of walk of shame it really yeah it was very shameful but that's fine still got some dick <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope my husband stops listening at this point I'm sorry, babe. I'm just trying to be relevant with the Gen Zs. No Gen Zs gonna no listen Gen- to this. Yeah, they hate us. They hate millennials. They That's- hate us and our use of doggo. Oh yeah, those doggo memes. Oh my gosh. Well, it is late. It is 9:20 p.m. now. We gotta finish our sushi. That yeah, I forgot. Sucks. We still have food to eat. Too. I know. We got some food to eat. We gotta clean up the salon because we have a pile of bowls. 
to do yeah. that Samantha's gonna wash for me while I eat all that sushi because yeah. her hair looks so good. Yeah, stay tuned for the hair pics. Um, yeah, did you want to mm-hmm. add anything before we wrap this up, Sammy? Uh, I don't know. Just thanks for if you've made it this far, thanks for making it this far. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is really just kind of like yeah like you said the intro it's setting the stage and we're just gonna kind of get carried away with it from here i think we're gonna try to do bi-weekly to start and uh and kind of go from there see how things go and if we can handle bi-weekly maybe we'll we'll up it maybe i won't we'll see how it goes we both have full-time jobs and stuff going on but we do really want to get into this and um you know share some time with you guys have a little community yeah just make people laugh yeah whether it's at us or with us yeah honestly (laughs) we're stupid it's It's fine (laughs) it's okay that's Um, the theme to the podcast we're stupid we're stupid enjoy (laughs) um but yeah thank you so much guys for coming on this journey with us as we figure this out figure ourselves out figure the world out yeah figure the stars out feel free to dm us or tweet us um what is it gemini placements on instagram and it's the gem gem place yeah, Gem Place Podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get better at saying this stuff. Yeah. yeah, feel free to DM us uh, if there's anything you want us to talk about. If there's anything you think that we could improve on, we're, we're open to constructive criticism. Yeah, don't be mean. Yeah. Or like be a little mean. Fuck it, I don't care. I'll roast you. Yeah, that's my kink maybe or something. <laughs> Sam likes it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to go eat some sushi, wash some bowls. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to Gemini Placement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, right. Oops, forgot. Bye, guys. Bye.